0: I just want to say a very warm welcome to Patrick Arundel, astrologer. Um, you've been delivering some wonderful astrology charts or readings, really, for the Spirit Guides, and we get a wonderful engagement on our Facebook page. So, it's a warm welcome to you. Well, thank you very much, Ian. It's an absolute pleasure. Okay, so I mean, the first thing I want to ask you, Patrick, is um, I mean, what? How did you get into astrology? Is this something that you were kind of born with, or um, is it something that you kind of learnt along the way?
1: Well, I think it's probably a bit of both, to be honest, Ian. Because if you look at my natal horoscope, um, the midheaven, which, as you probably know, is to do with how you how you interact with people on a sort of uh, a sort of professional basis, the midheaven has Uranus, the planet of astrology, right by it. So that suggests that my role in life might be a little bit different, and. Uh, Because Uranus is the planet that so strongly influences astrology, that's one clue. But there's also two other influences in my horoscope as well that um, point towards uh, an interest in astrology. But I first kind of got an instinct for it when I was at school, when the guy sitting on my left was on the 20th of January was his birthday. I was the 21st. And on the 22nd was the guy... Um, the guy on my right. And even from that young age of like 11, 12 years of age, I felt, uh, you know, why was that? I was fascinated why that was. And then, uh, an, another strange clue came along because the first classical music I ever brought was, uh, Holst the Planets, which was completely, um, accidental, um, But I loved the drama of that music, and um, by the time I got to 16, I was really wrapped by astrology and fascinated by it, and the astrologer I was really interested in following was Patrick Walker, and um, then I got into a a business career, I did a diploma in, in business management and ended up sort of managing quite a lot of people by the time I was 28. But all the time I would be thinking, I wonder what zodiac sign they are. And I'd be reading loads about astrology. And then I went on to be a business consultant. But whilst I was doing that, I was losing interest in business. And the astrology was just becoming more and more of a pull. And I just felt I had to give up the business side of things and just basically embrace astrology full time so there was a transition period where um, I wasn't really living on very much money but I was learning more and more about astrology and it really became my life and that was about 20 years ago
0: Yeah, okay, that's a great journey there Patrick, so <laughs> I mean, when you was working obviously in a sort of corporate business environment did you, was you able to sort of guess what people's star signs were from the way they acted
1: and responded Yeah, I think, I think I've always been quite good at that um, but, as you probably know, you know some people will have uh, different stuff going on in their natal horoscope, so you could have someone, although there are sun born Pisces they might have a lot of a lot of Aquarian influences in their horoscope or uh, someone could be born a Taurus but they might have a Leo ascendant so astrologists can sometimes pick up when they talk to people maybe the descendant or maybe the moon Um, but generally I'm quite good at guessing people's star signs and even back then it was like absolutely fascinating for me Um, you're talking like yeah, twenty five, thirty years ago. So it was something that just really wrapped me.
0: Yeah. So um, <clears throat> just sort of going back on that as well. When you're sort of looking at people's archetypes and what they're like.
1: Yeah, archetypes are, are important, but I also like to challenge archetypes. So, for example, you tend to get. Um, so it's one of the things I do quite a lot with my writing. So, people uh, say for cancers really are very homely, uh, very kind people and um, very caring, which can all be absolutely true. But cancer people are also cardinal signs. That's one of the leader signs. So they can actually be uh, people who very often end up in important or supervisory roles in a business. But their environment, which is almost like our home, so it doesn't matter if they're working in, in a particular place in an office or they have their own little zone in some other working environment, that will be very important to them, just like being at home. So they need to be at ease in their environment for them to really flourish. And Although they can be very caring, they can also be very assertive and great organisers and very much leaders and managers. So I tend to sort of go against the archetypes a little bit. Um, For example, you know, Sagittarians, which I think is your own sign, um, have a reputation for not necessarily liking commitment but it wouldn't be true of every Sagittarius it could be true of within the relationship Sagittarius need a certain amount of space to be themselves but it doesn't mean to say that they can't be committed, so I like to challenge you know, the uh, the archetypes of each zodiac sign Yeah, be a bit more intelligent about it to be honest absolutely,
0: I mean, actually just ask me you, you've answered my question there anyway, because I was sort of thinking how, what star signs fit particular jobs, You know, some people love to get into the detail, others like to take a step back. Um, You know, so there's obviously industries where certain star signs really flourish, and maybe others...
1: There is one classic example of that, to be honest, Ian, and it is to do with Virgos. Now, Virgos have a reputation for tidiness, which is not true of all Virgos, but even if a Virgo lives in a, a bit of a disorganized way, there will be some kind of method in the madness because they do have this fantastic discrimination and attention to detail. So generally, Virgo people will often end up working in medicine, in caring, in food services, food distribution, any enterprise which requires precision, so they can be very good at clerical roles, anything which requires real, uh, a, a real uh, understanding of processes and how that also in a practical way, helps other people, because that's also very important to Virgo people. So, some people do end up in, you know, I think Sagittarians generally are quite adventurous people and like to be in roles that are interesting. So, for in your case, publishing and being involved in the internet is a great role for a Sagittarian to flourish in.
0: Yeah. So, does this influence on human behavior, obviously, comes from the planet's Um, I mean, does it have an impact on the animal kingdom as well?
1: That's a very, very shrewd question. (laughs) I think most people that are really into astrology and are lucky enough to know when an animal is born will probably be conscious of its zodiac sign. Of course, for many of us, if we get uh, a new visitor coming into our home, it may be because a cat turns up at the back door and kind of hangs around and basically moves in over a period of weeks, we're not going to know what zodiac sign they are on, on a factual basis, but we might work it out on an intuitive one. Um, and in fact, my neighbours, they've just got a new dog, and uh, my neighbour actually said to me that uh, because they knew the date of birth, uh, she knew what zodiac sign it was, and that was of great interest to her. So, yeah, I think it definitely can be a factor if you're lucky enough to know the time
0: yeah okay and uh, and also i mean is there a way of i mean to go really really deep um is, is is there like a method of understanding how it works or is it just an appreciation that these energies there they do work um i mean how did they first sort of know this stuff how do they first work out that the planet's influenced
1: and had these different types but we have what we have to do is go back to ancient times, and obviously, how did they build pyramids? How did they get that stone circle at Stonehenge with all the stones coming from Presley in southwest Wales? And I think the, the problem with modern science um, is that, and there are some popular purveyors of modern science, like Dr. Uh, Cox, Professor Cox who will talk about planetary movements, but has also been quite scathing about astrology. But the same scientists in the Middle Ages were also scathing about Galileo Galileo because his view was that the Earth was not flat. And also he believed that the Earth went around the sun rather than the other way round. And at that time, astrologers were scorned and... um, Obviously, though it was eventually became common knowledge scientifically that the sun was the centre of the solar system, the Earth wasn't flat, and if you sailed to its edges, the ships wouldn't fall off. But these are all what scientists thought until they were able to prove their theories. And even recently, I saw an article on the BBC website where scientists have now announced that It's a given, isn't it? <laughs> and it's a given mm. because anyone who's got a really loved animal can see that emotion in its eyes. But we also have all passed an animal in the street where someone who owns that dog and is pulling hard on its collar and the dog looks miserable and its tail's down. That animal is telling us a lot about its level of unhappiness. So, my point is that the The role of astrology, and if you think about it, before we had all the technology, the the stars in terms of navigation, the tides in terms of navigation, whether you're going across a desert or across a sea, was incredibly important to people's survival. And there may be still parts of the world where they don't have sat-nav, and mariners will still use the stars, and obviously then the sexton came along and so forth. So... Yeah, you could argue that there hasn't been evidence of why astrology works, but actually there are scientists who have written books saying that they believe that the planets do have an effect on person kind. And one of the classic books of of this kind is by a guy called Dr. Percy Seymour, who is an astrophysicist at Plymouth University in the UK. And he's retired now, but he wrote a book called The Evidence of Science. And whilst he, you know, for his own professional credibility had to say, look, I don't really believe that sun sign astrology in newspapers uh, stacks up. Certainly, I do believe that the gravitational energies that go on in the heavens do affect people on a natal basis in their birth chart. So he was persuaded by it. And of course, there's loads of studies to show that uh, you know, there are more people that are arrested around the time of a full moon, there are more admissions to mental hospitals and institutions, and none of this is a surprise to the average common sense call, but also aware person in the street who understands that science is very, very important, but sometimes scientists are the biggest knockers of astrology, just based on the fact it hasn't been proven, that doesn't mean to say it doesn't work. It's like you and I can drive a car. Um, You might know an awful lot more about what goes on in that engine than I do. I haven't got a clue of why that engine propels that car, but if I put the key in it and steer that wheel, it gets me from A to B. And I think that that's a, a similar way that we could look at astrology.
0: Yeah. I think, do you think there's some sort of information in the background field of like consciousness is like a living fabric and it's everywhere. And because um, and we are just connected to this fabric, we obviously respond and react to things in certain ways. It seems like there's lots of different, I don't know, sort of communication methods from this great conscious mind, if you like, you know, whether it's astrology, numerology, um, tarot yeah. cards, but they all seem to tap into the same kind of thing, don't it? I mean, like, the Chinese use the, you know, the animals, don't they? So, like, the, the boar. Yeah. I mean, that is that similar to astrology in what they kind of predict for birth? No, it is
1: different. Yeah. It is different. The, each, each of the Chinese zodiac signs does have a, a characteristic which could be loosely compared to uh, a sign of the, the, the zodiac so, for example, um, uh, the rooster, which is what I am, uh, could be loosely connected to Virgo. Um, but it's it's not really a particularly precise way of doing things. But it is very different. And, of course, we got the, the other side of it, is that people say that there's really 13 planets uh, because of the whole Afica a, a situation. Um, and, yeah, it is a constellation, but it's not a constellation that... the st- stars were ever based on and it was all symbolism in the first place anyway so the tropical zodiac is based on 12 signs, it starts from the first day of the spring equinox and um, obviously with the sign of Aries and although people do like to try and disprove astrology my argument on it is why do so many people read their astrology columns ok some people might do it for fun they might do it if they've just split up with their boyfriend or girlfriend um, but it's supported by because a lot of people realise that it works.
0: It, it does, it seems to give you like a background feeling, or you know, it's almost like there's a mood. You start like moving into a cloud, you know that you're in this cloud and things may, may not go your way. So it might be a little bit sticky for a while, or things might be, I suppose, like a river. You know, you might go into it and the river's flowing really, really well and you get swept along it. Other times the river might seem like it's going upstream and you're fighting against it. So it's almost like this this flow of energy that you get zapped into and you just have to react to that energy for a little while.
1: I think that's exactly right. Um, I totally agree that you're not, you have choices when that energy's flowing for you. Like some people, some of us, myself included, might have difficulties to capitalize on when energy, energies are flowing positively for us because of other issues like perhaps we like to play our lives a little, a little more safely. There may be other times when we have challenges when, although we go through that challenge, we can look back and think do you know, that really was something I gained an awful lot from. So it's not always the case that if something's difficult or easy, that every single Aries or every single Sagittarius or Aquarius will react in the same way, because each individual person or being on this planet has the choice to react as they wish as an individual. And that's what makes it such an exciting concept. But of course, for the knockers, they say, well, astrologers just expect everyone to do exactly the same thing every day, which sensible astrologers don't think at all.
0: Another question I have, actually, Patrick, is, um, you know, obviously you're talking about sort of sceptics who who knock it, but I mean, it seems from what I've read that a lot of people in power or have been in power over many centuries have put, you know, great stock in astrology, haven't they? Oh, for sure. I
1: mean, there was no doubt about it that astrology was used by the British in the war to try to understand um, what Hitler's movements were, and of course, the Nazi movement as a whole were, you know, quite absolutely, totally fascinated with some parts of Indian um, New Age culture, if you like, as we call it these days, because the imagery is very much based on on very traditional Indian religion. Um, but in terms of famous people that people will have heard of, uh, George Washington uh, was definitely a believer in astrology, as was Abraham Lincoln. Um, and also, more recently, you're probably aware of this. Ronald Reagan was a big believer in astrology, or at least his wife was. And in the Indian government, there is usually a governmental minister or person who holds the status of a governmental minister who is an astrologer. And because they see it in a much more enlightened form, that this is not something around good or bad or winning money on the lottery, this is more about when you time things. There's times to Go for things in a positive way, and there's times when you're not to go for things. And a classic example of what's going on in the world at the moment is what's sadly going on in the Ukraine, because April was predicted by loads of astrologers as being a really nightmare month for geopolitical activities, and so it proved. And I think for a lot of people, an individual level, it was also quite a tough month because the planetary setup was just so intense and so complex, uh, the most challenging for a very long time, that it was no surprise, especially the way it fitted together with Putin's horoscope, that he's basically, you know, lusting for power at the moment and is not too fussed in how he applies that.
0: Yeah. So do you think that um, even if you do know your horoscope, do you think there's sort of greater... Energies at play that sometimes um, trip us up because it's trying to teach us something, or can we use it to to master? And we are we the masters of this information, or are we the kind of the riders, the audience, kind of being swept along with it?
1: Well, I have a very humble approach to life and astrology, and um, I think you've made a very astute point there because even if you have knowledge, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have the total consciousness about how you will deal with a particular issue. I mean, one of the most powerful planetary influences is Pluto, which can see us choose to make changes, which is what's going on with Putin at the moment, but also changes can be forced upon us. Now, that's the other side of the coin with some of the people that his actions are impacting upon. I was reading in the Times this morning about the Tatars in Crimea, and despite all his protestations that they would be looked after, they're already now beginning to be treated really badly, which repeats a, a kind of thing that happened before under Stalin Um, so they don't really have a lot of choice but it's almost like the couple who split up in a relationship and one partner's absolutely devastated at the change and then through that alteration in their life which wasn't their choice they then go on to actually completely go through a rebirth and it ends up being the best thing that ever happened to them and yet very often the dumper is the person who doesn't really move on and after a couple of years is saying to the dumpy, look, I really want to come back. And the dumper is no, they're completely re-engaged. So even though something was inflicted upon them, they gain from it. But I don't think we all have total control over the process. Uh, If we did, life would be so much simpler and so much sweeter. And we're all subject to very base emotions like the need for comfort, for warmth, for uh, salubrious surroundings in these more material times when um, it's not always possible to have that because the wider context of things makes life tif- difficult. We all know that, that even if you're very happy, someone close to you can suddenly die, which is a very sad event. So no one has complete control over their destiny, no. Okay. If, if, it could certainly help yeah. you to have the knowledge, that's for sure.
0: Okay. I mean, I mean, we had a quick chat last week and, and the, the information you gave me last week was very useful to me because events have played out exactly in that way. You sort of mentioned about almost like a stagnant time, you know, things won't happen as quickly. Use that time to sort of resolve any niggly issues kind of thing. And um, it's, well, it's, it's rolled out exactly like that, really. So I've been doing lots of things in the background, tackling things i would left on the back burner.
1: But well, I think you've used that energy perfectly. Yeah. yeah, that's brilliant that you've done that, Ian.
0: But, I mean, to be, to be honest, I would not have... I mean, had you not said what you would said, I probably would have been frustrated. Well, I'm really pleased about that. So, I mean, how, and how easy and how long does it take to learn astrology? I mean, if I wanted to get involved in astrology, how long does it take and what's a good path to walk?
1: It's a really interesting question. Um, there is one particular astrologer that I have... Um, particular respect for, who's spoken about this, and he actually feels that having, I'm not going to name him because he doesn't know that I'm quoting this on his behalf, but he says that having a diploma in astrology doesn't necessarily mean that you'd be a good astrologer because he feels, his view is, is that you have to suffer a little bit in life before you really have the knowledge about people and how tricky life can be really, before you have the natural life wisdom potentially to to really do the job well. And, of course, the second part of it is how you view astrology. If you view astrology as being something that's very noble and it's something that mutually is available to all of us, then one of the things that I think is lovely about astrologers uh, as a breed, serious astrologers, is the amount of sharing of information that does go on. So to answer your question, really, you never, ever stop learning. Not if you've got a lust for it, a real lust for it. And you can learn it at quite a simple level. Um, Quite a few psychics that you deal with uh, or speak to have quite a good grounding of the basics of astrology, which will be really helpful to them. But if you're really serious about astrology, your journey just never really stops. So it's not necessarily just reading one textbook or doing one certificate or diploma. you just really got to be open to it the whole time. And that's how it is for me. Now, for someone else, it might may be different. But just in the basic sense, I think if you're someone who is very good at absorbing information it would really help because astrology is quite technical and there are lots of technical expressions and of course it's based on mathematics too and getting your head around all of that can be quite intimidating to begin with so if you're someone like me who tends to read books and it doesn't necessarily go in maybe you're going to learn best by actually producing chart wheels for particular people and discussing Uh, their chart with them and the more you do that the more awareness and and understanding that you get of how the principles of astrology work so it's hard to to say for sure but if someone was quite academic in the sense that they were good learners of information they could soak up the basics very quickly but according to my colleague it wouldn't necessarily make them a great astrologer and then you could get someone else who isn't formally trained who may be very intuitive very skilled, and always open to learning. and might learn slower, but might learn better. So it's a bit hard to give you a golden rule yeah. on it, I'm afraid. Okay.
0: So, I mean, who, who's the best subjects anyway? So if you're practicing on people, is it people that are around you or to pick people that are famous and, you know, sort of do charts and see how they – because really, I guess you need to know the person to see how they're reacting emotionally to events rather than just seeing the outside – viewing in. Now you can look at Putin, for example, you can see what's happening in the world, but it's hard to see what's really going on under the covers, isn't it?
1: Well, what I do on on my website, um, and I'm not saying this to plug it, (laughs) (laughs) uh, because in this day and age it's very easy for people to go and find out about people, but certainly we have done Vladimir Putin's horoscope. And um, we did it before things really, really kicked off, before he'd really, um, really got hold hold of the Crimea. And um, there were definite signs of, of him being very active in a negative way because he's got, he's a Libran which might surprise some people, but he has got planets in Scorpio which are being affected by Saturn's transit at the moment. But it was the Grand Cross, Grand Cardinal Cross, that was going on in uh, April was particularly impacting on his horoscope. And there was just a real desire, it seemed, with him to kind of rock the world's uh, basis of stability. We've also done horoscopes in the recent past of Oscar Pasterios. Uh, Again, um, all... The issues that have come up in his trial about his love of weaponry and being a reckless risk taker at times, that comes up. We had a look at Loren Scott's horoscope when she died. Um, Also George Michael, uh, who's been through some struggles but has produced a new album. And more recently we looked at when Gwyneth Paltrow and Chris Martin broke up. Um, And then a bit more of a sweeter story, the Catherine Duchess of Cambridge story. And and then we did Max Clifford, and then latterly we have just done George Clooney, because like me, a lifetime bachelor, if George Clooney has got engaged, there's got to be hope for me here. <laughs> so we kind of take a look at these public figures, but what we don't do is we never speak about them in an unkind way. And that might seem a strange thing to say when you think about someone like Putin, who, um, in my opinion anyway... Uh, is not very kind to lots of people within his own country, let alone uh, citizens outside of it. Um, but, but certainly it's important to try to speak about people in as, as a, an objective way as possible, just discuss their chart. Um, but if you're doing personal consultations on a one-to-one basis, that's a different process. One, I would never talk about anyone I did a personal analysis with or gave them any help with because it's, to me, very important that you keep that confidentiality tight. And it does surprise me that some astrologers do say that they've done readings for such celebrities that have died or royals that have died. I find that personally quite distasteful um, because even if they have done that work, I think they should keep it to themselves. Um, But that's just my personal take. Um, But you're quite right that if you're involved in a, a relating situation, if they're with me in the room, That's a much more emotional process. But astrology is really about the astrology giving the the subject or the client the information and letting them make their own decisions and their own moves based on that greater knowledge they're given. It's not about telling them how they should be.
0: Okay, fantastic. Is um, is, is astrology a prophetic tool, do you think? I mean, like in some ways that you... Can be. Can it be? Can you look to sort of 12 months and see roughly what you think is going to go on? Is it that kind of tool or is it more the potentials of if these two things happened?
1: There are different... forms of astrology so for example if you're in a natal uh, if you're a natal consultant and you're dealing with someone in your office you may well look at the solar return you may well look at their progress chart and obviously the transits and how they're interacting with their natal chart when they were born however there is other forms of astrology where you can ask a single question and get a single answer and um, there are particular proponents of that it's a specialization um, there are also people who specialize in predicting, um, that's called Harari astrology. There are also people who specialize in looking at uh, the future of countries. So uh, that's quite tricky because countries very often will have different constitutional dates of when they were formed, like is it when England was formed or is it when the Union was formed and so on but there are some people who specialise in that kind of prediction but generally, modern astrology is not so much about telling people how it will be, it's more about saying look, in a year's time you are going to have uh, Mars conjunct your sun in the second solar house and this may be a time when you might find yourself uh, looking to for greater value for money in, in the way that you lead your life but equally it may th- mean that some things you relied upon in the past might dry up but the other side of it is that your values may change so uh, a, a less material ta- take on it and your, material, your values may change in the sense that you look at life what you eat how you interact with people in, in, a, in a different way, which enables you to grow beyond the limitations that Saturn brings. So that then is up to the individual to react to that situation themselves. It's not, it's not absolutely written in stone how it will pan out for that person.
0: Okay. And um, do you, have you had a positive um, view of the future with your astrology, or do you think that humankind have got a rocky road ahead?
1: Um, that's a really tough question. I do worry at a personal level that technology means that for a lot of people in society now that we all know the wonder of technology, we've had it with cars we've had it with flights, we've had it with TVs and all those things can be great but there can also be negatives, like if we drive too much we have too much carbon monoxide and perhaps we don't walk enough and we get unfit, if we travel too much by air it probably causes real problems with greenhouse gases um, And it's the same with technology. My concern for person kind with technology is that, yeah, people are going to have to more and more adapt their lives. And I do find that quite scary, the role of technology. Um, That's just at a very personal level. But also technology can be a wonderful thing. And that's why science can be a wonderful thing. And I'm not against science. I'm just against the scientists who are quite personal about astrology. But I think the next revolution that's going to come through we've had the technological revolution I think the next revolution that comes through is going to be how we actually deal with the depletion of resources and how we come up with new technologies that makes life a safer place to be for people Um, but in the meantime we have to deal with all those human emotions of desire for power uh, greed, lust um, fear Uh, they're all within all of us And um, so the context that those are going to be manifested in, we want a better society for our children. And I think generally society probably is better in lots of ways than it was 30, 40 years ago. But there are some old-fashioned values that perhaps we could reconnect with, which would be good, like being a bit more humble and not being so obsessed with wealth and fame and celebrity, which I think are all quite empty ambitions in my personal opinion. But of course to a lot of people, they're hugely important.
0: Indeed. Okay. Um, before we we be ended there, Patrick, is there anything else you want to share? I mean, do you want to share your
1: website? Oh, that's really kind of you, Ian. My website is patrickarundell.com. That's Patrick's about the traditional way, P-A-T-R-I-C-K. And then Arundell is A-R-U-N-D-E-L-L.com. And I'd be very grateful if anyone did come and join me. And uh, I'm very grateful that you've given me this chance to, to speak about astrology with you, Ian.
0: You're very welcome. I've enjoyed this. OK, well, thank you very much, Patrick.
1: Thank you, Ian. Take care.